You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We're going to take a trip to Flavortown. Not sure where it is on the map, but we'll ask Guy Fieri who will join us. I love this story. It's, uh, you know, the city of Columbus has thousands signing a petition to rename Columbus, Ohio, Flavortown after native son Guy Fieri. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. He'll join us coming up a little bit. We're just talking about when you take a road trip and you're going to go camping. Like, you can't do that when you have a job. Uh, You do it when you're young or you do it when you're old. But after 25 and before 60, it seems like it's hard to do to just go road tripping. Now, I did that once with my family. We went from Connecticut to Ohio. And uh, we we rented an RV and I went kicking and screaming because I was like, you know, and I was working at the mothership second shift and I hadn't had a vacation. And here I am. I got four little ones and my wife wants to drive the RV and we're stopping in all these little camping areas. It was one of the best trips I ever took. We'd, we'd pull in. I couldn't wait to hang up the lights, the tiki lights, and then we would build a fire. It was awesome. Awesome. Be there, sunset, then sunrise, and hitting the road. You know, the kids in the back, you know, they, they just had a great time. So now my son wants to take, I have an Airstream, and he wants to take it on the road. And, uh, I, and he, doesn't, he quit his job because he's going to travel for a year before he got married. And now, you know, he was stuck in uh, the uh, Singapore. So he came back with his fiance. So now they're going to hit the road again. So he's taking inventory here. He comes into the man cave on Sunday. He starts going, uh, hey, can I take that? Hey, can I take that? Can I take that? I said, I'm, I'm giving you the Airstream to take. And then he wants, like Cabela's, we have this partnership. And they got tents and coolers and everything you need. So he's going to hit the road there. And I'm really envious because... You're going to go to these, you know, national parks, but pulling into the community when you go camping, that whole feeling, there is a communal feel. It just, it smells great. Campfires, you're cooking your food. It's pretty cool. And uh, I'd like to do it again. I actually wanted to uh, ship my RV, the Airstream out to uh, like Oregon and then drive down the Pacific Coast Highway and just camp along the uh, way. But I got this job. It gets in the way of everything. One of these days, I'll do it. Yeah, Paul. When, when I graduated college, I had a job waiting for me, but it didn't start until August. So a buddy of mine uh, took his dad's car and we drove out west. We decided we're going to drive out to like Arizona, New Mexico, up the Pacific Coast Highway, then back and cut through Idaho and Wyoming, all these places. We get in the car. We're all packed up. We got sleeping bags, the big tent bag with his dad had. Got everything. We get to like, we drive all the way down to Oklahoma and we get out. We're ready to put the tent out. We're all ready to go camping out. Two bros, you know, six pack of beer, 22 years old. We had the tent bag, the stakes, the poles for the tent, the tarp you lay down on on the bottom of the tent, you know, but the tent wasn't in the bag. Nothing. And, you know, we didn't have any money. We're not going to go buy a tent. So we just slept on top of the sleeping bags, put a sweatshirt under our heads. And, you know, it didn't rain that often. And when it did, we just kind of dealt with it, but no tent. Sleeping under the stars, Paulie. Yeah. That's the way we used to do it. Old school. Yeah, we didn't need a tent. Don't you inspect the equipment like your parachute when you're jumping out of a plane that you kind of inspect? Not when, when you're 22. <laughs> yeah, lesson learned. Yeah. Good time, though. Like One of the great places I never even heard of before was um, 
It's called, uh, oh, it's uh, Page, Arizona. It's in like northern Arizona. It's this beautiful canyon, canyons in this town called Page, Arizona. I never even heard of it before. It's one of the, and you know, everyone knows about the national parks and uh, Grand Canyon, but like, um, unbelievable. Page, Arizona, fantastic place. Yes, Todd. I don't know if I could hack something uh, like that. Not that I need to stay at some five-star fancy uh, resort, but I don't think I'm built for that. Uh, I don't think you are either. living kind of thing. I don't think cooking I don't, things and yeah. Well, you don't cook things. Bathroom situations and that, animals and creatures. I, you you go to the bathroom wherever there's ground. You sleep in a tent and then you cook whatever you know in a little cooler. It's, yeah, you're not going out and killing something and then cooking. No, but still, foreign noises and I'm itching and I'm feeling dirty. I, don't I, I loved it. And I never thought that I would love going camping with the family, but pulling into those little camping areas and great people in there too, you know, cause everybody has the same goal in mind. Like, you know, you're, you're there for a day or two and then you're gone. And uh, I think they call it the two, two, two that you drive 200 miles, you stay for at least two days and there's another two involved there as well. But there was a, like a philosophy there, a camping philosophy. Yeah, Paul. And, and the other way, if you've ever been to Europe and done backpacking or like the trains, the URL passes, that's an, it's pretty easy living too. Because even if you're not camping out, the, the trains in Europe are great to travel. The, you know, when my kids, some of them went, uh, you know, they had uh, a season abroad or a year abroad and you would get those rail passes. And it was, you know, unbelievable bargain. You know, they'd be like weekends. Hey, we're going to, uh, you know, Helsinki. Hey, we're going to. And they'd be all over with just a rail pass there. So I I, I never got that. I missed that. But uh, I'm envious with my uh, my son hitting the road. Uh, I saw this updated Patriots odds. How Cam Newton signing is affecting New England's Super Bowl chances. This according to the Action Network. 25 to 1 odds before Cam came to town. 20 to one odds now of winning the Super Bowl. Uh, so in case you're wondering, a 20 to one means $1 bet would return $20 uh, if, if you're taking them. Uh, there are four teams, they're NFC teams, the Niners 9 to one, Buccaneers 10 to one, Saints 11 to one, Cowboys 17 to one in front of New England. Eagles and Seahawks are the same, about the same at uh, 20 to one. Uh, the Patriots in a three-way tie for the seventh most likely Super Bowl winners. Just winning the division, they went from 12 to 1 to 10 to 1. Uh, they're the third best threat in the AFC behind the Chiefs and the Ravens. They're barely in front of uh, the Colts, Bills, and Steelers. But Cam has uh, up, you know, upgraded the Patriots here. But, you know, now I think they're the favorite in the AFC with some of these uh, betting sites past Buffalo. I wouldn't quite do that yet. Now, I want to see if Josh Allen can continue to do this. But as it is now, I'd still look at Buffalo as the team to beat in the AFC East. Uh, KC in California. Hey, Case, what do you have for me? Yo, what's, what's crack-a-lacking, guys? Hey, Case. Yeah, that good driving up the coast camping. You know, we've driven I've done that going all the way up to Washington. Well, Abby, that's good stuff. Never did get a chance to do it, the backpacking in Europe, though. Um, look, I'll call my shot right now. Uh, did you guys watch Tom Brady at the end of last year, how pedestrian he was? Dude's barely throwing the ball 20 yards downfield. I mean, he was getting lit up. 
I'm calling that Cam Newton will have a better year Ooh. than Tom Brady. I'm not drinking the Tom Brady Kool-Aid. Okay, wait. Case, Case, what do you mean by better year? More um, The team or stats? Both. Wow. I'm calling both that Cam Newton will put up better numbers. You know, if healthy, you know, if, I mean, you got to, you know, obviously you're going to throw that there. I'm talking about all things equal. They both go out and play 16 games or whatever. Yeah, but but, but we out. can't. You can't hedge your bet like that, Case. You you gotta be. You gotta be locked in on Cam Newton. You can't go if he stays healthy. I could say the same thing about Brady. There's no guarantee at his age he's going to stay healthy. Well, no, I agree. If if he stays healthy, too, okay, so then I'll lock myself in it. Cam no, you got no, okay. than Tom Brady. All right, I have a better year than Tom Brady. And the Patriots will have a better year. I mean, so Brady's going to be better with Bruce Arians than he was already with Tom, with Bill Belichick, or just as good. Somewhere he's been for twenty years. He's just going to go. Right, it's going to be all good. He's going to light it up. He's going to get the ball down the field. I know he has weapons and all that, dude. But if you guys watch him about these last the last half of last season, really look at him closely, and we know he can't move. I think he might get lit up. Like I think he might get hurt. Yes, Seton. Man, I really want to take that bet. I would. Brady's got guys that case you. Cam Newton's going to get to New England. He's going to go. Oh my God! Wait, wait. <laughs> this is who Tom throws to. I'll beat you one on one basketball. I'll be. What's the bet? Uh, Call it. it. I don't know. Do you want to do a, a shower of shame? Um. Yeah, we could figure something out. Yeah, we would do one. We would do one here, Case, and you would do one in uh, California. You would just videotape it. I could do that, and I'm gonna throw something else. If I'm right, <laughs> I want to come on. I want to come. I want to do a segment. If I'm right, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to negotiate that with. I'm gonna have to talk to my people who are gonna have to talk to my people. You know what, Case? You call back in February, first week. How's that? I will call back in February, first week. No problem. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Case. That's Casey in California there. I, I mean, Cam's gonna. Bill Belichick's not an offensive genius here. Now, if you're sold on Josh McDaniel being an offensive genius, then maybe they can devise something for Cam Newton. I know Tom Brady's starting. I don't know if Cam Newton's going to start. I don't know if he does start how long he's going to start for. And they're a running team. They've morphed into being a running team. I don't know. It might be hard to put up great numbers with that group of wide receivers there. All I know is Brady can Ask Tom Brady. Yes, Brady can accidentally have a great a great year just by throwing to those guys. He's going to throw to guys that are open. Not I have to throw you open. Hey, uh Chris Hogan, uh can you get open? Oh, that's right, you're a possession guy. Edelman. I don't know. I'd be I'd be a little nervous if I'm KC in California. Yes, McLovin. Patriots' schedule is a little brutal. They got at Chiefs in week four, the Niners, the Ravens, all in the first half of the season. That feels like a lost dog. <laughs> I, I thought, I, and I, I still think this, if Teddy Bridgewater had gone to Tampa, they were going to be a playoff team. We don't know if the Patriots are going to be a playoff team. Like People have doubts about the Patriots just being a playoff team. Playoffs. 
Tampa. Now, I, I, I the hype train is full, and I get nervous about that. But at least you have an offensive-minded head coach who loves to throw the ball downfield. you got receivers who can actually get open. The question will be, how good is the offensive line? Because in New England, they had an ability to somehow piece things together and keep Tom upright. Tampa's got to do that. That'll be the biggest concern. The defense, I thought, was a very good defense the last six, seven games of the season. And uh, you got some offensive weapons. Yes, Seton O'Connor. To be fair, it's not like Cam is just leaving this like plethora of uh, wide receivers that he's been throwing to the whole time. He's been able to do a lot with pretty much nothing yeah. over the years. Never forget the Calvin Benjamin era. Well, he did have Steve Smith. And Steve Smith made him great. He had Greg Olson, who's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame tight end. I mean, he did have Devin Funches. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, then maybe he's going to go, wow, this is great. This feels like home. Yeah, they're like, oh, good. I'm used to not throwing to anybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I got receivers who can't get open. This is going to be great. Yeah. Hey, Nikhil Benjamin. I mean, Nikhil Harry. Oh, Nikhil Harry. Yes, McClellan. Yeah, and as Cam's receivers got worse, his numbers struggled too. Like, yep. Yep. That's when you start to run a little more. Yeah, when Steve Smith retired, I think I, you could put it before and after. It was hard for him too. But that's where you start to run. Guys aren't open. I'm going to take off. Yeah, Paul. Patriots, second game of the season at the Seahawks, national TV, mm. NBC. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. I like that. If there are the first four games. That's uh, true. It's spicy. I the, like that. Fourth game of the Patriots season, national TV, Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Mm. That's good, too. Saucy. Yeah. No, I, 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 I think it's fun having Cam. Cam made the Patriots cool. Is that possible? Yep. Right? <laughs> the Patriots were never cool. They were just a dynasty. Cam makes them a little bit cool. They even Pat the Patriot all of a sudden. You're like, yeah, that guy's pretty cool. <laughs> no, but Pat the Patriot, I think, loses his jersey number. Yeah. Because he wears number one. He does. So you, is Pat the Patriot going to have to negotiate? Is Cam going to have to negotiate with Pat the Patriot, their mascot, to get the number one there? Uh, what could you give Pat the Patriot? Like a kerchief? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you give Some type of bonnet? <laughs> and then what value? Is it modern day or 1776? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Todd. I love the kerchief line by Paulie. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Pete in Richmond. Hey, Pete. How are you? Hey, is this me? Hey, Pete. Oh, hey, what's happening? What's happening? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Right, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, no, no, busy at work, everything like that. Yeah, uh, bet on Wheel of Fortune. What was that guy's name? Chase Case, Casey, whatever his name was. Casey. I don't have a clue. And it's, and it's yeah, Wheel Casey. of Punishment, not Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wheel of Punishment, whatever it is. Pete's off to a good start. Because... <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you, Pete. Uh, you know, like, like, ah, yeah, you know, just uh, busy at work, all that jazz. <laughs> yeah, fully. I, I was watching Wheel of Fortune the other day. I haven't watched in quite a while. You know, uh, Vanna doesn't spin the uh, the things in the spin the things anymore. It's just it's digital. She didn't turn the letters. She just kind of waves her hand amongst the the board, and then it goes ding ding, and then they pop up. So oh. she and I don't even think she's making like it's not even like a touch screen. Well, what what did what she's did she a do? She's, she's a still presenter? the presenter. Oh, and she okay. still does the same fine work. 
she because I you know I I was never up for wheel of uh, fortune, but I thought if I took over, I was going to have two people there, one for vowels and one for consonants. Like two people get to spit. Would they duke it out over why? Ooh, sometimes why? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that far, but I never got offered that job. All the other game shows that I got offered, uh, Wheel of Fortune never came up. Yes, Todd. Do you really need to lighten the workload? I don't want to take away from all the efforts that Vanna White has put in over the years, but like to go from turning the, to touching it to like not having anything to do with well, it, wait, just standing wait, next to it. Wait, what have you done in the last three hours? I've been just kind of sitting <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, you're just sitting there. And she's far better looking than I am just sitting there, so at least she get a point for her. Yeah, and she's a, she's a, uh, a great presenter. But Pat does a great job with that show. You know, there's certain people where you go, I, I, wouldn't, be any, I wouldn't be better than that person. Pat's one of those guys. Alex Trebek, I, I would never want to follow Alex Trebek. No. That's like following John Wooden. Yeah, Paul. The one thing about Pat Sajak, he doesn't hammer anybody when they make a really bad mistake. He always goes, oh, sorry. <laughs> but then, like, if, if someone gets something really simple, this team is in Big D, and they've their former coach is Tom Landry. And then all three people, they just go over. You know, Alex will let them have yeah, it. Yeah, Alex. Like, the Cowboys? Anyone? Yeah. Yeah, the Alex will light you up a little bit there. He gets very sensitive about missing easy sports questions or what he deems as he, you know, they'll they'll say things like Edgar Allan Poe or what is the Tigris Euphrates River, and then they ask a question about you make it into the end zone is called this. <laughs> oh, we're looking for a touchdown. Anybody touchdown? <laughs> you guys, don't never heard of that touchdown. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. I'm looking at uh, in Cam's last four healthy seasons. Panthers did not have a 1,000-yard receiver, wide receiver. They did not have a wide receiver make as many as 65 catches in a season in those years. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. 19 after the hour, the unofficial mayor of Flavortown. Or maybe he's now the official mayor of Flavortown. Guy Fieri will join us on the program. That's right after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. This award-winning program, actually, we haven't won any awards. We've been up for them, we just don't win them. Brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. It's the all-new GT four-door coupe. Life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you miss any of our interviews this week or any week from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, go to the Dan Patrick Show app. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave. Mercedes-AMG driving performance. Great guest last time he was on. Nice appearance by Guy Fieri. Of course, the uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives star. And then I realized that he's something more than that. He is uh, maybe the mayor of Flavortown because his hometown of Columbus, Ohio, wants to uh, maybe rename it Flavortown after native son Guy Fieri, who joins us on the program. Is this a real story, Guy? Uh, (laughs) I think you probably have better intel on it than I do, but... Yeah, it's a real story, and it's a real campaign put on some guys that I don't know, but they sure are going after it. Are, are you, how often are, are you back in Columbus? Will you go back to support this when we can travel? 
Well, I was born in Columbus back in 68. Uh, my parents were kind of hippies and uh, took off to California in a squareback uh, Volkswagen and uh, came out to Cali and made candles and sold leather purses and did all that kind of stuff. And so I hadn't been back to Columbus much. Now I have a bunch of cousins all throughout Ohio, uh, up in Cleveland and in the Columbus area. But I just went back recently, maybe two or three years ago, and went to the actual hospital where I was born. And yeah, that was kind of my big reunion and went to Ohio State game and so forth. But now I haven't been back many times uh, to specifically Columbus. But I will tell you this, great food town. Are you – now are you – have you, you've done Cincinnati. Have you done Skyline Chili and Gold Star? Haven't done uh, Skyline. Have been to Skyline, don't get me wrong. Uh, haven't, but haven't featured it on Triple D. Uh, anywhere I can get Cincinnati Chili. I mean, I try to come out here in California and tell people about Cincinnati Chili and like, <laughs> you what? The five what? The five way? The <laughs> it's uh, it's the bomb. It's something, unfortunately, that hasn't made it, I think, past the Mississippi. But if you do get a chance to try it, you got it. What about White Castle hamburgers? Been to White Castle uh, a bunch of times, probably more times than I remember. Um, again, not something that we find out here as often. A different style of burger, different style of way the way they make it. But uh, haven't featured on uh, you know featured on Triple D, but White style ish, you know places that are maybe smaller. Uh, the We're best- in and out out here. Yeah, yeah. We're, this is this is in and out country. <laughs> well, I was going to say the best fast food restaurant out west is. You're asking me, or yeah. you're telling me? I think no, no, I'm not telling all your you. Listeners call you and tell you. Uh, I love all the. I just sit here and listen to the pre-show. I just get caught up on everything. Cam Newton, you name it. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think that probably one that has the most cult following would be In and Out. It. Uh, you know, I remember when we. When I went to college in Las Vegas at UNLV, um, we would send the pledges. They would have to go drive into California, and that was the <laughs> to bring back the you know bring back the in and out. Um, but uh, I would say that's probably it. I mean, there's a couple. There's Jim Boy's Tacos over in Sacramento. There's all kinds of funky little spots around. What'd you go to college for? Well, I went. I got a business degree, but specializing in hospitality in restaurants. So I graduated the year we went on the NCAA, which was uh, a pretty amazing time. Little, I mean, Vegas at that time was Vegas, and then this little school, this little you know part-time, you know, commuter school, local school, and here we are with uh, with Tarkanian and uh, all the guys and rocking it, and uh, it was pretty. It was it was an amazing time. And they were such big celebrities. I mean, Tark on the Strip. I mean. And people, I don't know what it costs to sit at those UNLV games, but if you were there courtside, people were shelling out some pretty good coin to sit there. Well, here was the funny thing about it is UNLV has, was just starting to emerge really in their, their basketball program. So it was still inside of the school's program that the fraternities got to go into a lottery. And sometimes your fraternity would just draw the tickets and get to sit courtside for like a major game. I mean, like a major, major game. And I remember sitting there, there was an exhi- exhibition game with Russia, and we sat on what we, people would call Gucci Row. And there I am sitting with a bunch of fraternity <laughs> bros. I'm like sophomore in college, and I'm having the best time of my life. But they, they, the players were amazing. The school was still small enough that you got to interact and see these guys all the time, and they were huge. I mean, Larry Johnson could have played any sport at any position he wanted. He was so, he was so big, but nice guys. The Raiders in Vegas – Are you comfortable? I mean, that sounds like it's a better location for people, destination. What kind of football town do you think Vegas is going to be for your Raiders? Well, 
Leaving Oakland, of course, is difficult. You know, it, it was a big transition that happened to L.A. and then finally to come back. And, you know, I know from a lot of my buddies that, that play ball that they didn't want to go. No one wanted to play in Oakland. I mean, the stadium's still sharing it with baseball. So difficult. And I hate to see him leave. But I will say, and I got, I mean, I'm probably going to get some flack from my, you know, from my true Oakland uh, Raider buddies. I think it's probably the best choice. I couldn't see them going to another city. I don't want them to go to a city that's already had a team and that had their really bunch of, you know, discussion. And Vegas is a great it's a great destination. Here's here's what people are going to get. You can go see your favorite team play my favorite team in the city of hospitality with great rooms, great you know, great entertainment, a lot to do. So you can make a whole weekend or a whole week out of it. Uh, I think the stadium's amazing. Uh, I think the Raiders are getting what the Raiders deserve, um, and I think Vegas will support. Vegas is different now than it was when I went to college there in the '90s. Now this is really a major city with a lot of uh, with a lot of fans, and I think that uh, I think they've shown good support for hockey. I think they're really going to get behind the Raiders. He's Guy Fieri, uh, dry, diners, drive-ins, and dives, and apparently the next mayor of Flavortown in uh, in Ohio. So you're we're we're signing off on this. If if elected, you will serve. <laughs> I don't think it's actually. I think this is getting a little cart before the horse. Okay. Okay. Um, it, I think what the what the petition is, and I think it's around one hundred and twenty thousand signatures. And I don't know all the details. <laughs> I'm not behind this. Uh, I'm not the one instigating this. I should say. Um, am I flattered? Yes. Do I think that there's a lot going on and a lot of decisions that need to be made before this happening? Um, but yes, if anything like this ever were to really come about, of course I would be there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's probably a, a visit is, is due. But you know what we do have to talk about at some point, DP, is we've got to talk about you and your, uh, and your backyard grilling. I heard you talking about pellet grills, and we have a whole segment of a show that we need to get into. Maybe a little cooking hour with you. Okay, but I'm curious, when you go to a backyard, right. a barbecue, if you see somebody doing something wrong, is it if you go there, are you automatically brought in from the bullpen that you have to help cook? Well, there's the I don't know when you go somewhere when your wife gives you the arm grab with to just shut up and be quiet. And sit down. <laughs> so I get that every once, especially if it's the first time we've met somebody. But usually after we break that ice, uh, I'm usually brought in or uh, or I jump in. Um, but you know what? It, we've we've just changed. You know, this this pandemic that we've been in has really, I think, helped people evolve to the next level of cooking or get back into cooking. So I think people are doing a much better job. But have I seen hot messes going down with 20 people there for a graduation barbecue and had to kind of like maybe take a little intervention procedure? Undercover? Yes, I've, I've done that a few times. What do you not cook on a grill? Well, it depends on the type of grill. I mean, you got all different types. You got gas grills, you got charcoal grills, you got pellet smokers, you've got, uh, there's a variety. I, I can't really say that there's anything in between the three of those that you wouldn't cook. I mean, veggies cook great. Uh, Fish cooks great. Seafood cooks great. Low and slow is, is dynamite. I think it's just all in the technique, the type of fuel, um, the type of uh, grill or smoker that it might be, um, because any one of them used incorrectly can just deliver you a, you know, a, a hot mess. But I think that uh, I think it is probably what all guys associate themselves with. Like, I'm an outdoor, I'm a griller and so forth. And I think that these pellet smokers um, are kind of the – 
I think it's the next evolution. I think it's the evolution. I think it's where people are going to go and they're like, wait a second. So it doesn't mean I have to do a 16 hour brisket. I can just throw ch- uh, pork chops on there and they'll really be dynamite. Exactly. Give me the restaurant that you would go back to of all the ones you've done. So you got one to go back to. Just Tell me who your favorite athlete is in the whole world. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's that kind of a question. You know, we just shot, I just finished out shooting um, the United States on, on Diners, Drivers, and Dives. We've done it for 14 years, and we just finished with North Dakota, and the final state we'd never hit was South Dakota. And we tried to go there about 10 years ago, but we did some research, and we weren't really finding as many restaurants as we needed. And so we went there and shot, and we just did these amazing shows, and so that covers the 50 states. Um, so I've done 1,400 locations. So I get into this situation where – I mean, it's like picking who's your favorite kid or picking, you know, who's your favorite, who's the best, you know, in the, of all sports. And I, you know, what happens is my mind goes back to where I was recently, or my mind goes back to, you know, one of my, you know, you get a, a, a heartfelt thing. I'll tell you a great place. There's a place down in San Diego called Ho Dad's and Ho Dad's is a burger joint uh, down at the beach. And Mike Harden was the guy that owned it. He since passed away, but his kid Shane runs it now. But if you want what I would call a picturesque triple D experience that you're really going to kind of get this whole like, oh, this is what guy does. This is a, that would be a place to check out. That's one of my all time fits. Yeah, because I don't know if, you know, the food itself or just the actual experience or that, you know, that it was just sentimental. I know, you, you know, you bring your boys with you like there's they've grown up in this environment there. So I didn't know if, uh, and didn't you go to Italy uh, with uh, one of your sons? Did you do that as well? Oh yeah. So Hunter, so Hunter graduated from, Hunter graduated from UNLV recently, actually. Uh, But when Hunter graduated high school, when Hunter was about in fourth grade, as I would drive him to school, we would talk about food and talk about music, you know, the the father, son, stuff. And I said to him, when you graduate from high school, I'm going to take you all through Europe and we're going to learn about where all the food came from because remember all the immigrants came here. So, you know, that was like this ongoing thing. And all of a sudden, I mean, this kid's graduating high school. I'm like, I better come up with a trip to Europe. So we went to seven countries, 14 cities in 30 days, a hot tour all the way starting in Greece, going through Italy. We did Spain. We did Germany. We did Switzerland. We did France, England, and Spain. And so he did something. He made paella in Spain. He made croissants in, in Paris and on and on and on. So, yeah, we took this great tour. And then when he graduated UNLV, that was the big surprise. He just graduated, and we were off to Asia. And just about when that was happening, it was no mas. Oh. We, didn't get to, we didn't get to go. So one of these days we'll make it there for this big, this big uh, Asian food tour, but not, 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 not soon. Yeah, you got to let me know, hopefully, when you get back on the road. We, we'd love to uh, stop in when you're uh, filming something in uh, the New York area. It'd be great. Well, you know what would even be better is why don't you pick out your three favorite joints uh, that you dig, and why don't we come do a uh, – why don't we just do a piece on your plate? Bring all the, bring all the crew down and uh, get the family involved, and we'll make a whole visit, a little pilgrimage around three or four towns in your area. Here's, you were just saying something about the story. First and foremost, the food's got to be, I don't care if it's just a slice of pizza. If that's what they're known for, then let's do it. But they got to make, it's got to be really good food. They got to have, they got to really treat the food correctly. You can't be doing the frozen crust just because we all love it. (laughs) I have friends tell me these places all the time. And I'm like, hey, did you know that that place is actually frozen meat? Like, we don't care. We've been going there since we were kids. But it's got to be good food, 
it's got to be properly prepared and it's got to have a story. You know, they got to have something that when I share this with the world and say, here you go, people are going to, you know, people are going to be able to resonate with it. But I would, you tell me when, man, that'd be a great trip. But I wonder, can I read into how you're taking a bite out of something? Because I, you, you have a, you have a producer, Neil, who I, I text occasionally to say, Hey, I'm watching. And there's no way he'd like that. There's no way. And by the way, Neil, it's the funniest thing with Neil. And he was like, Hey, do you and Dan talk? I'm like, yeah, I text. And we go back and forth. He goes, well, for some reason he texts me to find you. I said, I think he's just doing the proper channels. I'm trying to keep everybody aligned because he knows that, you know, me answering the phones, like him answering the phone. Um, Neil's a great guy. Neil's been with us forever. Neil started as a PA and Neil is probably one of the best producers I've ever had a chance to work with. You're stalling, um, you're stalling guy. No, no, no. Do I, you have a poker here's face? The here's the truth. Of it. Okay. There's the difference between <laughs> like love and OMG. You gotta be kidding me. And, but the one thing you won't see is if I don't like it, if it's not something I wouldn't eat, if it's something I wouldn't finish, you won't see it on the show. And that hasn't happened in years because we have such a great vetting process. Now, by the time I get, you know, I'll get 20 locations that we have a, you know, a per, just a basic idea of what's going on. I'll pick out of that. Then we'll start to do our research. But by the time I get it, I know what flavor gum they're chewing. How many miles does the Camaro have on it? Oh, maybe six. <laughs> that's, that's an Actually, that's my car. We uh, we we got that car, built that car. It's got a, you know, it's basically like a 2015 Chevy uh, with a really cool body on it because we went through everything, engine, tranny, you know, you name it. But uh, and we were driving it, but now we're in the situation. We have a full time team. This guy, great guy named Todd, and Todd drives the truck and the trailer back and forth across the country. How many miles does that truck have on it? About 350,000. <laughs> how is, many miles does the Camaro have? You know, maybe 1,000. This is how invested I am with diners, drive-ins, and dives. I reached out to Neil, and I said, look, I got a real problem here. At the end of each episode, I want you to come back and tell me what restaurant you were at. Because if I don't get it at the beginning, I don't know it at the end. And then Neil goes... Okay, I'll make sure I tell Guy. And then one night I'm watching on a Friday, and all of a sudden it came up at the very end, and I'm like, I'm by myself in the basement. I went, yeah! And nobody, my wife goes, what? I go, no, never mind, you wouldn't get it. But I, I, I was so proud that you tell us where you were at the end of the episode. Well, you know what? And, and I'll tell you, and I, I thank you for watching, and I, we've known each other for years, and it's... Uh, you know, the, the thing that the show does is it really is, it's like winning the restaurant lottery for a lot of these restaurants. It, it's, it's the amount of advertising that they could never comprehend of ever having and advertising on such a massive platform and with the reruns. And then sometimes we do a triple D nation, which is a revisit of them. I mean, there's just so many different ways that we try to promote these mom and pop restaurants. And that's really what the whole genesis of this was for me uh, as a chef, having my own restaurants is I know how difficult it was. But there's a great app, and I don't have any part of the app, but the folks that do the app are really cool, and they are pretty on point, and it's called Flavortown. Um, granted, Flavortown trademark and all that is mine, but that's fine because they're doing such a good job, and if you can get it on your phone. So it, it, it says to you, uh, nearest Triple D joints to where you are, or by state, or by city name. And you go on there, and it'll give you the full rundown of the area, the website, the blah, 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 blah. So it's, a, it's a, And I think it's still free. 
but uh, definitely a worthy app to check out. Or then, Dan, you can also just call me. Or call <laughs> <Neil>. <laughs> I, uh, I gave out your number to everybody, too. I hope so. Run it as the lower third. I could scrolling across the bottom. Make my address on there. You know what I did one time, guy? I gave out my home number, and I was giving out the number for the the show for people to call in. I gave out my my home number, like, and I went, wait, wait, what? And then all of a sudden, people realized, wait, what number did you give out? And all of a sudden, my wife's getting phone calls. She's going, uh, people want to talk to you. They're calling the house. I said, oh, my bad. So. I, well done. Yeah. So you're going to get a lot of phone calls, and, uh, you know, that's good because you're a man of the people. You're the mayor of Flavortown. Well, I tell you, when it, when it gets happy, I hope you'll be there for the, uh, for the celebration. Oh, I will be. I'm from Cincinnati, so absolutely. Oh, that's why you had all the Skyline chili. Do you make chili? Do you make uh, Cincinnati chili at home? No, I get it. I get the frozen uh, stuff sent in. Oh, you got to send me a link to that then, because we make it here. I'll put it together for my friends. Yeah. And, you know, chili with, because the chili typically for most people on the West Coast, chili has beans in it and so forth. Texas doesn't have beans. But Scott, but the Cincinnati chili doesn't have beans. You get beans. For anybody who doesn't know what this is, you should really look it up <laughs> because you order it in different levels of how you want it with cheese, with onions, with spaghetti. Crazy stuff. A five way. Yes. He, uh, a guy, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Thanks, guys. That's Guy Fieri. Diners, drive-ins, dives. Take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. I forgot to mention this with Guy Fieri. He created the Restaurant Employee Relief Fund to aid restaurant workers left jobless by the uh, pandemic. So far, he's helped raise nearly $24 million. So good stuff there. I, I was surprised by this number, McLovin. I don't know if you are. We were talking about Cam Newton and you know, what kind of quarterback is he going to be with the Patriots, the run-pass option, and how that's the future of the sport. The team that had the most RPOs last season, Kansas City Chiefs. They had 172 run-pass options. Next on the list, at 115, Cleveland Browns. Arizona, third. The Bears were fourth, followed by the Texans, Eagles, Packers, Panthers, Bills. Those numbers mean anything to you, McLovin? Well, yeah, so it's like Andy Reid, how they count RPOs is this like sort of Nick Foles, Carson Wentz play. Uh, Andy Reid, Matt Nagy... Uh, all his guys all run that play. Yes, Paulie. I'm going to poo-poo it a little bit because Ooh, uh, Patrick Mahomes ran the ball 43 times last year. They run the you know the belly option there, but usually Mahomes just drops back with the ball. Right. So run pass option is not directly correlated to how many times a quarterback runs. Right. So yeah. a quarterback can drop back and scramble. That's more like Russell Wilson style. That doesn't mean they run a lot of RPOs. So RPO is really, it's also a blocking scheme too. So the guys know what to do. I don't totally All understand right. it. Yeah, I just, I just Googled it. And uh, yeah, so great running quarterbacks never ran the RPO. Like, I don't think Kaepernick, I don't, he might've run the RPO. But uh, yeah, like traditionally, Michael Vick drops back. Everybody comes forward and he runs through. Them. Well, I think Kaepernick had design runs. Yeah, that's not an RPO. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Like yeah. Design run is not an RPO. Because Cam had a lot of design runs in Carolina. 
Uh, this day in sports history, Paul. I got one. 1970, the Cincinnati Reds moved to their new home, Riverfront Stadium. What was the stadium before that? Crosley Field. Was it cool? Yes. Yes. It was so... I remember being down the first baseline, and Rick Wise of the Philadelphia Phillies was warming up, and I, I could have reached out to touch him. He was that close to the stands, and they had a, a net in left field. Their home run... In left, left field was a net. Um, they had a little terrace, like a, the uh, the stadium, the the outfield went up a little bit. Babe Ruth famously fell down at, in the outfield there, and I think in nineteen in his final game or final year. Uh, but it was it was a, a small. It felt intimate. It was it was pretty cool. And then they moved into the big ashtray, is what we called uh, Riverfront Stadium. You look at it from the top, and it's an ashtray. And then Philadelphia followed suit. And then Pittsburgh followed suit. They just look like ashtrays. Uh, 1994, the U.S. Figure Skating Association stripped Tanya Harding of the 94 National Championship and banned her from the organization for life for an attack on rival Nancy Kerrigan. Hold on a second. Paul wants to talk to you. She said she had nothing to do with the planning, but she knew about it afterwards and didn't report it. That's what the story is. So she didn't take part in the planning, but she didn't know that something was happening? She's always said that she didn't know the attack was going to happen before it happened. She found out afterwards and... And didn't do anything? Yeah, that's what she said. That's what she said. Come on, Dan. Let's uh, let's keep it positive. Let's talk about uh, a boxing crew. That's still one of those moments when people say, "Oh, which uh, your favorite interview?" I got I got some least favorite ones. <laughs> Hold on a second, Paul wants to talk to you. Oh man, you made a skeptical out of her boxing crew, <laughs> whether you want to admit it or not. <laughs> when she said, "I'm not here to make a skeptical of my boxing career," uh, I think I think you just did. Oh man. Uh. We're going to talk to Tennessee's head coach, Jeremy Pruitt, on the show tomorrow. We are. I'm not going to make a skeptical out of my boxing career. <laughs> uh, you just did. Uh, yeah, I guess they're getting 100,000 fans in there to watch the Vols. Vols have done well this year, recruiting. Uh, Todd, what did you learn on today's program? Unlike Casey in California, you and Seton feel Tom Brady and the Bucks will have a more successful season than Cam Newton and New England. New uh, McLevin. New. Allegations by Ross Tucker that Dartmouth lets in good football players. <laughs> Hot scandal. Wow. Wow. They can get into Dartmouth. They can't get into Princeton. Seton O'Connor. Russ Tucker officially has a massive head. Yes, he does. Biggest head on this show. Yeah. Since Zoom. You can't Zoom. You got to, like, move out a little bit with Ross. Uh, Paulie? Fritz, you going to go wire to wire without camping. What we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. You can start online. Network of independent attorneys provide advice when you need it. And since LegalZoom isn't a law firm, you don't have to leave your home. Visit LegalZoom.com today for more information. My thanks to all those contributing, those in front of the cameras, behind the cameras, and those watching and listening. Thank you. Talk to you tomorrow.